What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of No Reserve Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Um, before we get into anything, I'm going to preface this. This is our trade deadline episode, so we're going to be going over all the trades that happened. Normally, we record on Thursday night, um, go into everything, and then we edit so that we can trim it up, make it pretty for you. Or as pretty as it is right now, audio quality should be getting better soon. Promise that. Um, tonight we're recording on Saturday and we release tomorrow on Sunday. So full disclosure, before we get into this episode, this one is not going to be as clean as most of our other episodes will be. So now that that's out of the way, Austin, Angelo, how are you guys doing today? Chilling. Cool. I've been a wizard for most of the week, so it's been all wow. good. Yeah, and oh Austin has been all right. addicted to Hogwarts oh. Legacy since that right. came out. I, right. I, I have all been right. too. It's a great game. It's a great game. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Here's my story. Here's my story. Got right. okay, Austin, Austin got Hogwarts Legacy for us. So I downloaded the game like the day it came out, basically. And it was sitting on my hard drive. And Alexis decided one day while I was sleeping to start a file, and I just haven't touched it since. I'm just like, well, You're, that's her game now. You are missing out. It is a great game. Um, so the question of the day, which or it's just an easy one. What is something bad for you that you know is bad for you, but you continue to do? So work. me, it's work isn't <sighs> millennials. Um, for me, it's easy. It's soda and alcohol. Like I just, I, I have to have both of them. One is the upper, one is the downer. They balance each other out. Uh, my part would be uh, chocolate doesn't agree with me, but I'm also a chocoholic, so you know. Those are fun times. So here's so right lately, because I think I might be starting to show signs of um, diabetes, but I'm going to ignore that until I pass out at work. So I have been getting like a chocolate bar every day and just nibbling on it throughout the day to keep my levels decent. Um, have you tried the Lindor hazelnut chocolate? Yes. It is amazing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to. It is amazing. I'm going to change your life right now. Oh, God. Have you... So, Cadbury. Yep, Cadbury. Purple chocolate bars. Yep. They have a Rocky Road-flavored chocolate bar. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They absolutely do. I will I will put it in the group chat. Get one. Not a sponsor. They will change your life. <laughs> um, But, so, anyway, guys, let's get into the episode because it is weird to not be recording on tuesday or thursday it's a tea day it's whatever your tea day i've been waiting for this episode for a couple weeks i think we all have trade deadline it's basically christmas for sports fans and i I think we're going to start with a big one. We're not going to go in any order. We're just going to kind of go through them. We have kind of ideas for what's going to be the starting trade, the ending trade, the middle trade. We're going to start with a big one. 
And that is... Sorry, Sorry what? said, yeah, we are. So that is going to be between the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn, or sorry, Dallas decided to basically mortgage their future and no, toss they didn't. the bag. In. They really did. They really didn't. They really did. They really didn't. They're risking it all for Kyrie Irving. They are barely risking anything to me. Okay, so let's get let's get a into the first trade. in two seconds. Yeah, exactly. A first in twenty twenty nine in two seconds. That's that Dorian Finney Smith the bag is not. It really is when you're talking about Kyrie Irving. Oh my god! Here's here's a fun statistic for you. In the past four years, Anthony Glass Davis has played more games than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is one bad day away from quitting basketball to open a coffee shop with free-range coffee. It's it's just, that's who Kyrie is now. Incredibly talented basketball player. But, okay. So, the trade to the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, Markeith Morris. To the Brooklyn Nets, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. 2029 first-round pick, 2027, 2029 second-round picks. I like on paper, like if this is a 2K trade, okay, and there's no external factors going on, I like this trade for both teams. And based on the first game we've had of Kyrie, I think tonight is actually the first night we're going to see Kyrie and Luka playing together. On paper, I love the trade. But again, it's Kyrie. He's kind of a volatile asset at this point. <laughs> and so we're this isn't a spoiler because everyone knows these trades all happened. I yep. do find it funny. The Nets are the pettiest organization in the NBA. And do you know why? Why? They've given TJ Warren and Kevin Durant thank you posts and thank you videos and all that. Didn't do it for Kyrie. Wow. Yeah. So that's the new Angelo team because the Angelo Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, he's, he's the king of petty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out there. Time out there, buddy. Time out there, buddy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Austin. Did mm-hmm. this guy not. You're not wrong. Argue- I already know what you're saying. You're not wrong. He already knows what I'm going to say. He already knows what I'm going to say. Ren has continually called himself the king of petty. Uh He has called himself a top 1% petty Uh individual. Absolutely. You want to say I'm the undisputed king of it? You would. If this was the chat, you would be writing a thesis on this. Stop Uh it. No, absolutely. So allow me to counter this. Allow me to rebuttal this. Every time I claim to be the king, you interject and say that you are in fact the king. So this is a this is like 4D chess here because I knew you were gonna say that. So I am actually the king of petty because that's this has gone full circle. That's the whole point here. Um. So your circle's a square. It's more of a triangle. So Kyrie Irving to the maps is I think that's like. Spencer Denwendy, Dorian Finney-Smith, they're great players, and I think they're going to do really well in 
Dallas or Brooklyn. And I don't, I mean, let me double check real quick and make sure they didn't get traded again. Um, Cause that was a whole theme of this is a few players got traded multiple times and it's kind of hard to keep track of all the pieces at once. Um, so Dorian Finney Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think they're going to do great in Brooklyn. I think that team is like, they're having fun now, but oh my the, God. No, they are like, it, it seems they're like they're having whole, fun now. We no, like mediocre. We're the Brooklyn Nets. Go on. No, they, they, there's a different energy around the team is what I'm trying to say. But the bigger deal is Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, Luka getting a running mate. So what do you guys think of this trade, both on a surface level and getting a little deeper into it? Uh, Austin, you can start since you turned your mic on. Okay. Yeah. So the one big thing that I like is it shows Luka... It shows that the Mavs are willing to get Luca peace, and it shows Luca the same thing. They are trying to get Luca that finals, trying to get him that extra step, which honestly a lot of people didn't think they were going to. It's Kyrie. We'll have to see, but I at least think it shows an effort. So, I I agree. It shows an effort because I I value what they traded more than you guys do apparently. Because yes. keep in mind that that's an unprotected 2029 20, first round pick, right? Um, I think it highlights really how desperate you are to get someone to try to right. try to satiate Luca. Because it, the NBA is a business. Angelo's a fan of player movement. If Luca's not happy in Dallas, he's going to move on. We know that, right? In you in know. 2023, it's kind of the litmus test for how desperate you are as an NBA franchise if you're trading for Kyrie Irving, is what I'm trying to say. Like, oh, geez. Am I wrong? Yes. So, so explain why I'm wrong. Because it's still Kyrie Irving. It, okay, is Kyrie Irving still one of the top ball handlers in the NBA? Absolutely. Is Kyrie Irving still one of the best scorers in the NBA? Absolutely. So how is this? How, I, I'm trying to figure out how you would justify this as a move of desperation. Did Kyrie Irving not have a very big contribution in the 2016 finals? Granted, that was now seven years ago. If I'm not, if I'm doing, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm getting old. But regardless. So let me stop you there and say is Kyrie Irving one tweet away from being suspended for the whole freaking season yes stop it he this is a man who like to put it bluntly going back to Brooklyn not posting a thank you video like if someone were to question why didn't you say thank you Brooklyn could come out and say, well, we have people in our organization who have friends named Kyrie, so it's really odd of you to assume that we're anti-Kyrie because we didn't say thank you, Kyrie. Like, that is a great way of explaining who Kyrie is and what Kyrie is going to do. Is he one of the best players in the NBA? Absolutely. He's doing, like, napkin head math here. He's probably top four, Um, top three point guard in the NBA. When he plays, Anthony Davis has a reputation for missing games, and he has played more games than Kyrie Irving over four years. 
That's all I'm saying. I think like, you have to put an asterisk on that number. You kind of do, yeah. But why? With the whole COVID thing. Because AD right. was out because of injury. Oh, Kyrie could, was yeah. out for something entirely different. Kyrie couldn't play That's half what I'm the saying. games! That's what I'm saying, because Kyrie... Oh my made... god, dude, really? Really? Kyrie made the choice <laughs> to miss those games. That's what I'm saying. That's why oh I'm telling god. you, Kyrie is one day away from changing his name to Garrett and opening a coffee shop. We are not in the same predicament and the same situation as we were when that happened. Kyrie just missed games three months ago, two months ago, for making anti-Semitic... Oh, my God. For anti-Semitic tweets. We should have closed with Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Mark Cuban. Um... And that's the thing is, so there's the gif from Key and Pele where he's like sweating profusely. That gif is Mark Cuban every time he opens Kyrie's Twitter. Stop it. Okay, this is a brilliant move for this reason. You're wrong. This is a brilliant move for this reason and this reason only. Okay, you play the Kyrie game for what is essentially now half a season, right? Okay. It's going to work out. It, it might not work out. If it doesn't work out in that half season, you can get rid of him. And now you have the Dorian Finney-Smith money off your books. Now you have the Spencer Dinman money off your books. And now you have the Kyrie money off your books. You can go after a free agent. This is not a bad move. This is not a desperate move. Oh. This is a move that you want to see if Luka can get you to the finals with Kyrie. And if it doesn't work and if you don't like Kyrie in your building, then you move on. And that's what I think is going to happen. I, I think they've risked it all for Kyrie, and I don't think it's going to. Keep in mind, I'm a huge fan of Kyrie Irving. I am Everything a fan of Kyrie Irving. Are you Irving. a Lakers? What? Are you a Lakers GM now? A 2029 first is everything to you now. I. Not necessarily. I'm not in that same mindset. I'm just. I'm not willing to give like if it was a protected first, absolutely. Oh my god! But giving up an unprotected first when you're not potentially going to have Kyrie or Luca at that point in time, we'll be forty just, when those picks get collected. That's just a bad move. See, I I think they're planning to keep Luca. They are not preparing. Yeah, of course, they're planning on Luka. keeping Luca. Yeah. But I, I just, like I said, on paper, from a pure basketball perspective, it is a great trade for the Dallas Mavericks. It's a great trade for the Brooklyn Nets, whether it's a basketball trade or not. I just know that Kyrie Irving thinks he's a martyr, and he thinks he needs to be a martyr. It... I could just see it going really, really wrong for the Mavericks. From a, no. from a skill standpoint, fantastic acquisition, and I'm all for it. Do um, you have anything else to say about the Kyrie Irving trade? I've said what I want to say, Austin, it's on you. I'm good. I just want to see you try to give them a letter grade. Oh, a letter grade? Oh, so God, am I no. giving the Mavs a letter grade? God, here you. Oh! I'm comfortable giving it a B. It's a solid B. Because 
if someone in the Mavericks PR team is somehow able to get through Kyrie Irving's head and make him realize he's not the smartest person in the world. Um, they, they can start by showing him a globe of the earth, maybe flying him around it a few times. Um, then from a basketball perspective, this is a great trade. But I'm just going to let you know, if Kyrie misses any games this season, any more games this season from something he does on Twitter, or like showing up in like Nazi regalia to a game, like I'm going to take a victory lap. And it's going to be an entire episode. Like, it's going to be an hour and a half of me just dancing all over you guys. That's all I'm saying. Will Tiger uh, be available for the playoffs? I mean, that's... So then why are you victory we'll laughing? See. We'll see. Uh, we I, will see. Uh, um, season doesn't matter. Side note. Going, like, taking a byway here, because we got right into this. Um... The did we talk last week? I don't know if it at all came around. The John Morant Indiana Pacers fiasco. No, we did not. I don't, I don't think we no. did. We did not. So, so if you don't know, so basically John Morant decided to have beef with TJ McConnell on the court of all people. Yeah. Um this No, TJ McConnell. Um this uh Ren. About a little bit taller and a basketball player. And there's TJ McConnell for you. He's Austin. actually shorter than me, but thank you. Um, so, in the tunnel after the game, some Grizzlies players featuring John Morant and his entourage uh, accosted the Pacers players and staff. It got into a little heated match. Ja and his friends got into a car and then decided to point a laser pointer from the darkness of the car at Pacers players and staff. Basically, whether they had one or not, insinuating that they had a gun that was pointed at people. Um, the NBA investigated it. It's kind of just... Like, John Morant grew up in a very nice area. He's not from that area and he's trying to be something he's not and i'm really concerned about the people he's around because he has a lot to lose because if this was david stern's nba he would have came down really hard on this adam silver's a little more lenient when it comes to it because he knows a lot of it's just posturing like no one's actually threatening anyone like they know how much is on the line but i don't know like his brother got banned from nba games for i think a year it's just a strange situation really but as someone who's a huge ja morant fan i don't want to see a situation where ja is suspended for something that his group does and it it actually reminds me of um nba 2k like 17 the friend of freak who's like actively trying to ruin the player's career because he's just being an idiot that's kind of what i am getting from jaw's circle but i don't know if there's really much to talk about there it's just I, i wanted to bring it up Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that no. that you haven't already said about it. 
Um, so the biggest trade of the deadline, uh, Jakob Pertl okay. to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, San Antonio gets Kim Birch, a protected 2024 first and two future seconds. Let's talk about the real winners of the 2023 trade deadline. Second round draft picks. Yeah. I, I just, mean nothing. I don't think they mean nothing. I, I potentially three time MVP, potentially three time MVP, Nikola Jokic disagrees with you that second round picks are worthless. You can say um, Jokic, but that's one player out of, uh, you know, the thousands that have been drafted. And not only that, like I said, because of their, you know, mass quantity of being traded all willy nilly. Yeah. And GMs are saying, yeah, I don't, I don't care about a for a second. It's, no, I, I think it's more NBA executives are doing what we've been doing in sports games for the past decade, which is just adding seconds until the other side accepts. But I don't think there's no value there. You can easily get a quality depth player in the second round, providing you've done your research on them. Um, from the Raptors' point of view, I love it. Yaka Pertle is a great role player. Um, I didn't like it. What? I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Why don't you like it? Because we had this whole discussion about the Raptors potentially blowing it up. There's turmoil in the building, allegedly. Oh, yeah. And they not only didn't trade any of those players, they added another player. Hold on. I didn't pull up the standings. Where are the Toronto Raptors even in the standings right now? Um, That's a great question. 11! They're at 11! Oh. They're 26 and 31! Oh. They're five... What are they... Nah. And the thing is, there oh, isn't... It isn't that there's not a market for those players. Because, like, it, it came out... I think... It, yeah, it, so the Pacers offered three firsts, including this year, plus their second-round pick from the Houston Rockets, which is essentially a late first because it's going to be 31. Um, and for OG Ananobi, and they turned it down, which you have to question what their plan is. Um, from a team perspective, Playoffs? I... Barely? There you go. There's the plan. I just, I think Masai thinks he's playing 40 chess and they're just going to end up losing these players for nothing. But from the perspective of just the flat out trade, like it's a great, it is a good trade. Jakob Hurdle fits that team. It's just, it's kind of pointless. And like, that's, I guess that's what you're saying is it's a pointless trade. So yeah. that makes it, a bad trade, but just looking at it purely from an asset point of view, I like it. I don't know if I give up a 2024 first for Pirtle plus other assets, but it is a protected. I don't remember right off what the protections are. Six. So, but I I don't I don't hate it. Um, I hate it. Oh, you just no, called. Yeah. You just called Kyrie's 2029 unprotected first and two seconds selling the farm, and now you're going to say a top six protection? What? Because 
There, so there's a difference. So I don't think Kyrie is on the Mavs pass this season. Jakob I don't Pertle think he's what? Jakob Pertle is? No, so can I let me let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. I'll break it down real simple for you. Okay. Uh-huh. So if Kyrie Irving is not on the Mavs pass this season, right? Those assets are gone. And if the Mavs don't win this season, those assets are gone, right? I would rather, from Mark Cuban's point of view, because that's an asset that, as you've stated multiple times, is a far-out asset. You can include that in a different trade for a different piece that is going to either help you get where you need to be, not be crazy, and also potentially be there past one season, because the sounds of it is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving going to the Phoenix might be a thing. So... Jakob Pertl wants to be in Toronto for whatever reason. Like, Toronto's a great city, but it's also really cold, so. But if you're trading an asset for something that is a known flight risk and you can almost guarantee they're going to fly, that's the difference. Because if this blows up in the Mavericks' face and Kyrie leaves, and all those assets are gone that you could have used. Like, oh, cool, you've got Markeith Morris, but you don't have those assets that got you Kyrie Irving that were good enough to get you Kyrie Irving to get you someone else. You see what I'm saying? I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, A, you'll have the money, and then B, like, just because you got those assets for Kyrie Irving doesn't mean those assets are equal to a Kyrie Irving-level player. Oh, I think they are. Really? I don't think they were. Sorry, you broke up there, Austin. What did you say? I said, I don't think they're worth a Kyrie caliber player. I think the Mavs just got a deal because the Nets wanted out. Yeah. You get two starting caliber players. First, an unprotected first round pick and two second round picks. Unless Kyrie for you, do I have to mention Rudy Gobert got five first? (laughs) Have I not told you that's a terrible trade? It was a terrible trade. (laughs) So uh, we'll get into this later because the thing is, I think people overvalue certain things and undervalue other things, and we'll see that with the last trade. My opinion on the Spurs Raptors trade, I think the Spurs won it. Because I didn't realize Jakob's on, this is the last year of his deal, so he's unrestricted after this year. So they're going to have to sign out if they want him. You could lose it for nothing. Yeah. You absolutely could, but he wants to go, he wanted to go to Toronto. He wanted back to Toronto. So, um, our next trade will also involve the San Antonio Spurs. They were pretty active this deadline. Um, so the Miami Heat got cash, and then the Spurs got yeah. Spurs <laughs> got Dwayne Dedman and a 2028 second. This was a salary dump. This is a it's a wash of a trade. Like Dedman salary. wasn't really getting playing time in Miami. Spurs. They just cares? wanted out of that contract. Is he on a one year deal or a two year deal, Dwayne Dedman? Two. 
Yeah, they just wanted out the, out of that money, basically. Um, so yeah, that's that's like a non-factor trade. The next one's also kind of non-factor. Well, it's less non-factor than the other one, but it also involves the Brooklyn Nets. So two Brooklyn Nets. It's the draft rights to David Michino. Sacramento Kings get Kessler Edwards in cash considerations. Yeah, the Kings are trying really hard to get Kessler. Like I heard multiple rumors of them trying to get Kessler or finalizing. Which is weird. Like I don't I don't hate Kessler as a player. I don't it's just an odd player to be so connected to, you know? Yeah, like, like we to get that this trade deadline. Okay. Like if uh, you are Go ahead. Sorry, just going back to the Dwayne Dedman trade real quick. Uh, he was waived by the Spurs, so they just took the second and then said <laughs> goodbye. Okay. His ace is now they're like we don't even watch him. <laughs> they just they wanted yeah. that unvaluable second pick, second round pick. Uh-huh. Um. So Kessler Edwards. Um. So if you are a legitimate contending team, and as much on the bandwagon for the Kings as I am. I don't think they're a contending team. I think they're a dark horse team. Um, But if you are a contending team, so let's say you are the Phoenix Suns, right? Like you're looking for depth pieces. Like now. Sure. Kessler Edwards is a depth piece. It's it's not something that you are for weeks connected to (laughs) as you're... Big gangbuster trade. That's what happened. They had to get him. At, <laughs> at its core, I, I I like the trade for him. It's just it's a weird trade, certainly. Um, David Michinou. Michinou. Yeah. Um, Michinou. Speaking of fun names to pronounce, the next oh, one, uh, New York Knicks got Josh Hart, which is uh, that is a great ad for that team. I don't think it was worth what they gave up. Thank so, you. So this, they gave this, they gave up Yaka portal value. Go on. No, 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 no. This is this is way worse. So protected future first. I don't know what first it was. I don't have that written down, and I don't remember the protections on it. Cam Reddish. Somewhere. Hold on. We go on. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is V. Luke and Ryan Arcadiano Cano. So anyway, fun names to pronounce all around. See, Mikhail Luke is only easier for me to say because I'm a hockey fan. But Arkadiana, Arkadiana, I'll never say it. He's Ryan. The 2023, um, or it's a 2023 first, so this year first lottery protected. That makes it a little better. Um, Wait, one but, other thing. It also becomes four second rounders if it doesn't hit this year. Oh, I hope. I just, I really hope so. Just second rounders. This was their year. Um, so my problem with this, I think Josh Hart for the protected first, Steve McIluke and Ryan, that's a great trade. Cam Reddish, you are selling low on because he's a lottery pick and he really hasn't been given a lot of opportunities. They kind of, I mean, there were rumors earlier in the week that they would accept a second for Cam Reddish. So they're really, they're valuing him <laughs> as a second, basically. I don't know. 
I need to pull up Josh Hart's number, but I do n- I do not get the Josh Hart hype. Yeah, Everybody's- I'm. I'm right there with you. I don't like. Do I? I like what that trade. I do like Josh Hart on New York. I just don't. I think they gave up too much. Because I am not sold on Cam Reddish being necessarily a bust. I don't think we've seen enough of Cam Reddish to call him a bust yet. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, Cam Reddish was a, he was a loser for deadline day. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you have anything to add about that trade, Austin? No, not really. Just didn't realize how bad Cam Reddish has been been lately. So here's the thing. He really hasn't been. He hasn't played. (laughs) And he's not exactly in a system. Like, he's a player that I could honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him thrive in another system. I mean, he's averaging 21.7 minutes per game. He's only played 21 games, but... Right, so, like, that's not... So, like, his... If you look at his per 36, he's averaging... Well, this is with Portland. So, with Portland, his per 36 is 23.3. So, he's averaging 14 points a game, uh, two assists, a block, a steal and a half, and God, why is rebound so hard to find on here? And three rebounds. Like it's not bad numbers. It's just he really hasn't been given that opportunity. Um, he's shooting fifty percent. Like, what more do you want? And he's not a bad defender either. I don't know. I'm just. I think that you're selling low on someone who's twenty three years old who not that long ago was averaging um where is it? I just saw it. Why does it not show per where did my per game stats? Oh there there. Um Yeah, in a starting role playing significant manager, he was averaging 12 points. Like, not great, but also didn't really have a team around him. Yeah. But his advanced isn't horrible. The Knicks are just a mid-team, man. Yeah, the Knicks are... that's, That's more a reflection of the Knicks. I wouldn't be surprised, just based on that one game he's played with Portland... To see him kind of shine, because in 17 minutes with Portland, he aver- he scored 11 points. Like that's not bad for having no real time with that team. So I just think that's one that we're gonna look back on as a questionable trade. Um, yeah, for sure. n- next for the big trades, Boston Celtics get uh, Mike Muscala. OKC, Justin Jackson in two seconds. This is another like non-factor trade. Um, yeah. I, Muscala gives the Celtics a little bit more depth. He's a veteran presence. 
they really like their stretching bigs. Yeah, and he's an option if someone gets hurt going into the playoffs. But the Celtics are still like this doesn't necessarily move the needle. It just kind of helps keep the needle steady if something shakes the needle. I guess is yeah. Um, OKC was then involved in another trade. Um, OKC getting Dario Saric and a second round pick. Phoenix getting Darius Baisley. Again, eh. I think you kind of just, I think I kind of get the move because they got younger, a little bit more athletic, but at the same time. Knowing what we know was about to happen, it makes more sense. On paper. They wanted more wing depth. Yeah. Um, side note, did 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 uh I let him did nobody was the big winner and got uh Firkin Korkmaz who requested a trade the day of the deadline. Yeah, no one won. No, no, no one won the Firkin sweeps. It's because no one had the assets to get him. My second round picks. I, no, it was like that's what everyone was stockpiling second round picks for. Uh, that was the prize. You had to trade like 20 for him. Um, Atlanta Hawks, who... So the Hawks were quieter than I thought they were going to be. Um, John Collins survived his 19th trade deadline. Uh, but with this trade, so they got Garrison Matthews, Bruno Fernando... Gave up Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky in two seconds. Ugh. I don't like this trade for either team. <laughs> I, guess from, I guess from the Rockets, I like it more because they did get two second-round picks. But they got older. Um, Hawks. Kaminsky at least gave a great stretching option for... Trey, it, it's just there were a lot of these like trades that just kind of boring. Yeah. It's, um. It's next. So eh. New Orleans Pelicans got Josh Richardson. That is a great fit. I like that fit a lot. On the flip side, gave up Devonte Graham and four. Second round picks. The second round picks are strong. <laughs> I just don't know if the gap between Devontae Graham and Josh Richardson is that big. That And yes, this is a young team that's going to be a playoff contender for a long time. So these are late second round picks. We know. I just don't know if the gap is that big to warrant for second round picks. And I have more faith in second round picks than you do, I guess. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean, I love the trade for New Orleans. Like, I love Josh Richardson coming to New Orleans. I think that is a. Yeah, no, that's a good deal. It it gives them a little bit of a physical presence because Josh Richardson is not scared to get scrappy. Um, But losing... Devontae Graham is a decent shooter. 
I I don't think he's been as great as I remember. Back during his five. Richardson's doing better overall on field goals. But now that said, <laughs> Dante Graham put up 31 and with the Spurs, so maybe it has <laughs> a good trade for the Spurs. Wait, for the yeah, I mean, for the it's not really a good trade for the Spurs yeah, because yeah, I mean, they want to bottom to... out. Yeah, exactly. Granted, you have a better chance of the first overall pick if you're in the field than if you actually have the best odds for the first overall pick, so. Yeah, that's generally true. Uh, next is LA Clippers. Mason Plumley for Reggie Jackson and a 2028 second rounder. The Reggie Jackson and the 2028 second rounder going to Charlotte. Mason Plumley going to the Clippers. Like it for the Clippers. I believe the Hornets bought out Reggie Jackson. So this is essentially the 2028 second rounder for Mason Plumley. So it's a really good deal for the Clippers. I think the Clippers definitely needed it. It's a really good value. The Clippers don't apparently want or need a point guard. So whatever. And Terrence Mann is doing fine. Um, Plumley gives them a little more depth at that five position. He's a solid rebounder. I think I'm going to be honest with you. I don't follow Mason Plumley's career, but I think he's doing a lot better from why when you search. So there's a fun little factoid here. When you search for Mason Plumley, the first things that come up are not basketball related. <laughs> that is how pointless. I don't know about pointless. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but this is a move that ensures the Clippers keep the energy of we will be fine if Kawhi Leonard does not step on the field. Which is a court. Almost a guarantee. He's not averaging terrible stats. He's almost averaging a double double. Yeah, he's not so, Can you tell me why I thought Mason Plumley added a three point shot to his game? Because that's what I was checking. Because then I thought maybe. 0% this year. Because <laughs> then I thought maybe it was Miles Plumley, but he doesn't even have any attempts. So. He doesn't even play anymore. Holy Stala. crap. When did... <laughs> so, yeah, you're just tripping. That. You're tripping, man. Never mind. I swore I saw Mason Plumley shoot a three and hit it, and he hasn't. So, yeah, you're just tweaking. Remember earlier when I said soda and alcohol? This is what it does to you. You think Mason Plumley's a quality NBA player? Well, um, he isn't bad. He's what the Clippers, he's he's what the Clippers need. He is they... what they need. Um, but from the modern NBA standpoint, if you're you you need to be able to shoot the three. <laughs> um, yeah. So next on the list, well, let's 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 take a jump here. So let's go to 
a different trade because I'm sick of the add-on trades. I need I need something that Angelo's going to scream and yell about. Okay. So we've got our first three-team trade, and there were actually a few three-team trades. There was even two four-team trades. I know what's coming. Oh, I know what's coming. Well, this is is the Angelo was wrong trade. This is the first Angelo was wrong trade. So the Los Angeles Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Utah Jazz, Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, Lakers 2027 first, protected one through four. And the Timberwolves get Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander Walker, three second round picks. Yeah. 2024 lesser of Washington, Memphis, 2025 and 26. Honestly. So go ahead, Angelo. Walk walk, walk us through this trade. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay, here's here's Angelo's theory. Angelo's correct theory of relativity, okay? So I think Ren is right. Um, there is an easy league to rig. It's the NBA. And there was a call made to get the Lakers players with their, you know, dry, crypt-like casket of assets. And this is what happened. Yes, I was wrong. They they somehow made moves, and they actually even moved one of the picks that they that it was reported they weren't willing to move. So I don't know what the Timberwolves are thinking. I know what the Jazz are thinking. This is this is a four D chess move on the Jazz. The Jazz acquired Russell Westbrook either to a cut him or b to ensure that they stop winning. Oh, absolutely! Can't like this, this this has ensured that the Jazz will bottom out. Can't convince me otherwise. Danny Angel's like, yeah, we need to stop this winning stuff. Let's acquire what you call the greatest tank commander in the NBA. He is George S. Patton. But let's not lose the force for the trees. The NBA is rigged. This is confirmation of it. And I I don't know. The the Lakers have have a team. I'll give them that. The Lakers have a team. So... Let's start with the Timberwolves. So they don't know what they're doing. They want to lose. This, this is a win for the Timberwolves. Stop it! Stop it! One winner in this trade. Stop it! Stop it! The so, Lakers, yes. Stop it! No, Stop. no, no. So let me. Stop can it. I? Can I? So Stop it. you're crazy. So here's the thing. You're crazy. So here's the thing. You're crazy. Can can I can I talk? You're gonna. You're about to say Mike Conley with Rudy Gobert is about to do something. Go, go on, go on, go on. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. I'm not saying this is going to end up like in a parade in Minnesota. This is a matter of fit for why it's a win. So when D'Angelo, when D'Angelo Russell's on the court. Their net rating, Minnesota's net rating, is minus 1.6. When he's not on the floor, it's a 5.1 in the positive side. Six-point swing. He is a atrocious defender. Yep. That's not like when Gobert's on the floor, when Gobert's off the floor. It's, that it has nothing to do with Rudy Gobert. This is specifically D'Angelo Russell. Yep. There's also a chaotic energy that is D'Angelo Russell, whether it goes back to when he was on the Lakers the last time and got 
yeeted out of the locker room for off the court shenanigans. Um, it, it's just a, it's a win for them. Mike Conley is the quintessential veteran oh, presence man. that they need. Quintessential veteran presence, like they don't have enough of that. Like Rudy Gobert, just, whatever. Rudy Gobert is a very large child. Oh, He's my. not like having the veteran label doesn't mean you've just been in the league for a long time, right? David West was a great veteran. It's not because he was in the league for a long time. It was because he was able to grab people by the scruff of their necks and say, look, this isn't how we're going to do this. This isn't how we're going to handle this. This isn't how we're going to solve this. Great David West took the Indiana Pacers and said, this is how we lose to LeBron in the second round. Let's do it. The Indiana Pacers didn't really need the veteran presence. And you're also lose on their own. I know. You're also equating losing to LeBron with anything else, which is what they did. It's a strange. That's not what they did. You're making strange connections here. Um, But Mike Conley is someone that's going to come in and kind of write the direction of the ship because that's who he is. He's played like a thousand straight games at playing tournament. He's never got a technical foul. Um, no, I, I think this is a great trade for the Timberwolves. I think D'Angelo Russell clearly did not fit in. Whether it leads to success or not is not what I'm going to grade the trade on. I'm strictly grading on it, whether it was a good trade for that team. And this was a great trade for the Timberwolves. Brent is a fan of the playing tournament, I can tell. Um, from the Jazz, this Play is bridge. from the Jazz. This is also a good trade for reasons you already said. Like Russell Westbrook is going to ensure this team never wins another game. That's just the way it is, and I'm just so glad that people finally came around to the realization that Russell Westbrook was Russell Westbrook. He is not the 23-year-old pro-hopping into the lane and dunking the ball way too hard, and we knew it was going to catch up to him. This is a slower Russell Westbrook who's somehow even more out of control. From the Lakers, so I'm going to be honest with you here. If they had gotten the guaranteed... From the Lakers, had they gotten just the guaranteed 60th overall pick and nothing else... This is an S-plus trade for them. Strictly for getting rid of Russell Westbrook. That said, D'Angelo Russell, finally, finally, LeBron has someone to pass to on the three-point line. We're finally, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. There's finally pieces being put around LeBron James that he can utilize. And Are you also, in contact with David Stern too. Or not David uh, Stern, but uh, Adam Silver. Why would I? Hmm? Why would you? I, because yeah. you're seem to be in favor of this uh, this obvious and clear attempt to rig the NBA to get LeBron in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm just I just want to know what um, your hand in it was. You know, for, well, the, for the people at home. I don't think this was an obvious attempt at rigging. 
you tell Danny Ainge that if he got Russell Westbrook, he'd be guaranteed so, for the number one pick? So here's the thing. Did you tell the Minnesota Timberwolves if Mike Conley was on their team that they might, you know, make the play-in tournament and the play-in tournament is the greatest thing on earth? Is so that what you told no, them? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone has seen Rob Palenka or Jeannie Buss in a couple of days. I think that anytime you see them, yeah, I know. No, anytime you see them over the next few weeks, it's going to be like when when it's Jeannie, you're just going to see LeBron in a wig. Red Palenka. No, it's 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 LeBron. LeBron had enough. Red Palenka. This is Legium at its finest. If you are not going to contribute, you are getting fired out of the escape pod of this team. And that's what happened. And you, as a LeBron stan, don't see that. LeBron has a lot of pull in any team he's in, as he should. And he finally had enough. And Russell Westbrook was incredibly frustrating as a fan to watch. I cannot imagine being a player who is one of the, if not the greatest players of all time, and having to watch as this man single-handedly lost you games that you put up 40 in. He's the Red Miller um, 2K in real life. So, Jared Vanderbilt, great ad. Malik Beasley, great ad. D'Angelo Russell, great ad. I think this is a good trade for all three teams. No, no I think the NBA's rigged. Am I the only one that's going to go in depth on these trades? Red Palenka. Uh, so we'll go into another three-team trade. Since okay. Apparently, no one. I. What do you mean? I gave. I had a whole diatribe at the start of this. So Portland Trailblazers get Matisse Thybulle. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Hornets get Steve Mikhailuk. He moved twice. Matisse Thybulle got traded. Where is he? Adam. Where are you? Matisse Thibault got traded. Where did he get traded to? Hold on. Oh. Trailblazers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying now. Um, Charlotte Hornets, Vima Hailuk, um, two <laughs> second round picks, which is 2024 from New York Knicks, and the 2029 is from Portland. And then Jalen McDaniels in two seconds go to Philadelphia 76ers. So, for the 76ers, I love the trade. Like, yeah, me too. I am obscenely high on Jalen McDaniels. I don't know why. I don't have statistics to back it up, but he is one of my bandwagon picks. Uh, Charlotte Hornets is kind of a eh, trade, and then really. <laughs> and then for the Blazers, it's kind of interesting. So I don't think Matisse Saibuel is going to get a lot of playing time. I don't think he should. He's kind of bad on offense. But you just spoke blasphemy. Where is Adam? Oh, we need but, him. He, but, he is he, Red is defaming, slandering, and and dragging the good name of Matisse Thibel through the mud. And we have no one here who's willing to defend him. So because he's right. Go on. So when on. you have a player as offensively gifted as Damian Lillard is. And Anthony Simons has been great, and Yusuf Nurkic has been Yusuf Nurkic. Like, I, I, he's a fine third option, I guess. That's not where I thought this was going. I thought this was I, going back to Andre Roberson somehow. Go on. I think Thibuel 
in certain situations, again, I don't think this is a man you're going to be playing a lot, but in certain situations, as a defensive stopper, we know he can do that. And when you have a player that can create his own shot, like Dame can, who doesn't really need a lot of offensive players around him, I, I think it's a good trade. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't yeah. love it. I don't hate it. It's a very situational trade, but I do think Matisse Thibault will benefit the Portland Trail Blazers. I just don't think it's... Oh, my God. Okay. So, Dame Lillard out in the first or second round, what you got? Um, Probably the third. Stop it. Probably the third. I got Stop it. Stop it. Stop um, it. But in that same vein, so the Trail Blazers did field calls about Damian Lillard, and they were telling teams he's not available. Instead of just hanging up the phone, so the call? I don't know. This I guy, mean, it was probably just like a hey, what do you want? And they said, damn, and they're like, nah. Um, we'll just keep moving through the three team trades because these are far more interesting than the two team trades, at least to this point. Oh, man. Um, oh so what you're about to get for next thing. is next is great. <laughs> This is, it's not great. Great. If it's the one I'm the, thinking about, it's great. The Detroit Pistons need That's to not... have their 2020 or 2004 championship revoked. There it is. You're like, really not a fan of James Wiseman? So it's not that I'm not a fan of James Wiseman. It's, it, this goes back to my Cam Reddish. Is he a bust? Potentially, probably. It's way too early to call him that. But that said, that said, Sadiq Bay went to the Hawks. Yes. I know. He went to the, the Detroit Pistons, traded Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman. So, Warriors traded James Wiseman and got Kevin Knox and five second round picks? It's a three team trade. Yes. But that's what the Warriors got out of their contributions for James Wiseman. Yeah, Kevin Knox, five second round picks. I don't care about that. that's a who cares. That's what? that's not the point. That's not the who point. Who cares? That's the Shadiq Bay is kicking a puppy on the road. Bad for Ren. But the Warriors trading James Wiseman and getting Kevin, the corpse of Kevin Knox, and five second round picks. That's okay. Yes. Oh my God. Because Sadiq Bay, so if you have Sadiq Bay and you, so if I have Sadiq Bay and you call me and say, hey, I'll give you James Wiseman for Sadiq Bay, I'm hanging up the phone and laughing at you. Do I think it's too early to call James Wiseman a bus? Absolutely. He's like 22 years old. Yeah. Big men develop typically slower than wings or guards, but. At the same time, Sadiq Bey is nice. He is. But here's the thing. The Pistons have a interesting scenario because they have Cade Cunningham. They already have a guy who is going to dribble the ball and take shots. So if you think James Wiseman is your guy and he can fit alongside Cade Cunningham, shoot your shot. You really think that Kevin Knox is... <sighs> Oh my god. Oh. That's a five second round picks that did it. Again. Oh my god. 
Those <laughs> sticks are valuable, man. Look, when we're done with this pod, we're going to go pull up 2K, and you're just going to add seconds until you get Kevin Durant. It will happen. Watch. It. It's not that I think that's a good trade, okay? Like, I do not think that's a good trade. It's that compared to Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman, because if, let's do some logical eliminations here. So if the Golden State Warriors, right, think that James Wiseman is a bust yep. and he is worth Kevin Knox and five second round picks, okay? Fair, right? He's a bust. He's worth that. But how can he be simultaneously a bust worth all of that, but he's worth Sadiq Bay? That's where the problem is. So it's one or the other. To this point, James Wiseman is worth Kevin Knox and five second round picks. That is fair value for what we've seen from his career. That's why I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with Sadiq Bay because Sadiq Bay is actually nice. Do you disagree? I don't disagree with you. I'm I'm just saying you shoot your shots, you take your shots. If James Wiseman's your dude and Sadiq Bay doesn't you don't think Sadiq Bay fits alongside Cape Huntingham, then yeah, he's gotta go. Shoot your I shot. I, I'm that... sure you would prefer it'd be first round picks that they traded Sadiq Bay for, but at the same time, you know, he was at one point, the number two overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. Shoot your shot. So in that same vein, right after that happened, uh, Kevin Knox and five second round picks were on the move again. Um, so they went to Portland Trailblazers. Kevin Knox, five seconds, follow along. Um, going to Golden State was Gary Payton the second. So Did that fall through? I, we don't know yet. So. He failed his physical, so it's kind of in limbo. So there's a, actually a huge, like, all of this is actually in limbo because all of this happened kind of concurrently. And the NBA is kind of viewing it as all one trade, not necessarily. Well, no, because now it's listed as separate. So maybe they isolated that. As earlier this morning, when I was reading and researching for today, it was showing that this entire trade, which was. Gary Payton, Kevin Knox, Sadiq Bay, James Wiseman. This was all in limbo, but now that I'm looking at it, it's all separated. So maybe that's the only trade in limbo. But strict, strictly speaking, from a viewing it as a fan perspective, I mean, I like the trade for the Warriors. That's not a trade. <laughs> I don't. It's not a bad trade. Um, no. And Kevin Knox and five second round picks will get you James Wiseman, so. That. Do you have anything to say on that trade? Because I just, there's not really much to say about it. It's an alright deal, man. That's that's what I got to say. Um, So we've got one more three-teamer and then two four-teamers. And these three are, I think, good trades or good discussion trades okay so we'll start with the three teamer because the four teamers are more confusing 
So going to the Los Angeles Clippers, Eric Gordon, three second round picks. Eric Gordon finally getting out of Houston. Um, That has been a saga. It seems like every trade deadline, every free agency period, the rumors are where is Eric Gordon going? Is this finally the year? Uh, Memphis Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. That I love. Luke Kennard has a flamethrower of a shot. Houston Rockets, Danny Green and John Wall. I don't know what the Houston Rockets are doing with this trade. John Wall, like, gave them a burn notice. Like, after his time in Houston, he went off on how he felt about the organization and for crash basically yeah and for the clippers to trade him to the rockets like it's kind of shady i don't know if john wall will play in the nba again like that's how this trade feels um yeah he's gonna be waived i don't know it's it just if he gets waived i could see him going to a contender but at the same time, there's just something about this trade. It feels final. Um, Danny Green, sure. Like, well, that's the thing. Is, I, th- I, think, I think the Houston Rockets were listening to this podcast and said, and heard the things Ren, Mil- or Ren said. And, man, why am I? Anyway, heard the things you said. And took it to heart. Like, they wanted to add veteran leadership. And then they added the guy who lambed... Man. I, they needed veteran leadership, for sure. That's what Ren told me. They needed it. I don't think this is it. Yeah. So, I don't know what they're doing. I, um, I, I so don't. You, yeah, don't like yeah, they should have gone and got Mike Conley. That would have been a great trade for them. Um, Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, I love. I love that for them. I do too. I think he doesn't. He's not necessarily a good defender, but they needed spacing, they needed shooting, and they already have a top flight defense. Yeah. Um, Eric Gordon, you know, I'm glad to see him going to a contender. I've always liked his game. Obviously, he's older now, but when I first was because. I went to sleep because the trade deadline, it felt slow. And like, I woke up and like all this had happened. And when I first read Eric Gordon and I glanced over, I saw Los Angeles and I thought he went to the Lakers. That would have been such a good fit for him. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think probably it still would've. is a good fit for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But like we've been saying this entire season, the Lakers need shooters, and Eric Gordon is nothing if not a shooter. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of the Lakers, who we'll all remember Angelo said we're done making moves. Yep, 100%. Until they got the you know call from Adam Silver and was like, hey, you guys are back in business. We're getting LeBron in the playoffs. And well, apparently he got multiple teams on board with it. The Magic, the... So the Timberwolves, to, the Jazz, to, to the Denver Nuggets, Thomas Bryant. 
to yeah. the Los Angeles not making any more trades Lakers. Devon Reed, Mo Bamba in a second. Three seconds. You, uh, it's only showing you one second on mine. Let's see too. Um, to the Los Angeles Clippers, Bones Highland, and to the Orlando Magic, Patrick Beverly, 2024 second round pick and cash considerations. <laughs> so let's start left to right on this. Well, let's start left and then go left. So we'll start with the Denver Nuggets. I, there's... So giving up Bones Highland hurts. Yeah. But Thomas Bryant, for everything he is, he's a starter on some teams in this NBA. Having yeah. him as your backup center, that's not like that's a problem I would love to have as a GM. Yeah. That's true. I, I, I like it for Denver. I like I said, I, I don't like giving up I, Bones Highland. It's I. It's I. Um, for the Orlando Magic, Patrick Beverly, who they're waving, <laughs> and a second and cash considerations. Sure. Like, Bamba wasn't getting playing time for you anyway. They have too much. Like I said, they have too much and not enough minutes to go around. So, did they have to move them to the Lakers? I guess they had to move them, they had to move something. Like, they need to make a decision. And I guess this was one of their decisions. I respect them for it. Yeah. And, I mean, it frees up a roster spot. I'm That's interested weird. to see where Patrick Beverly signs next. I'm hoping for the Golden State Warriors. Signs with the Lakers. But um, I don't think he can. Okay. Adam um, Silver, we need some more things for the Lakers. Come on. Get um, it go. Clippers, Get it done. Clippers, Bones Highland. I, I love that. Uh, I, I like that a lot. It, it's just, that's an A plus, straight up. I don't even need to explain it. And then the LA Lakers. Devon Reed, sure, great. Mo Bamba. It's like. I think that's an underrated move, honestly, that because is, that, that lets AD play the four. That lets AD play the four. That gives them a five that can stretch the floor. Gives them another shot blocking threat, which you know they needed more shot blocking threats. Yeah. The shooting is really what does it for me. They really understood that at this point in LeBron's career, he is more of a playmaker than anything else, and he's an elite playmaker too. He's an elite Still. playmaker. Still, so they they surrounded him with shooters, and I'm interested to see how the next couple of weeks go. They have to be better. Now, the question is, are they, is it too late to get, like, out of the play-in tournament? I mean, potentially. Let's see how close this is. Because it was really, really close last time I checked. So, let's see how many games the Lakers are from not having to play in the play-in tournament. They are... Six doesn't play in the play-in tournament? Right. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's not an easy pass. Five games. <laughs> it's five games. Oof. I don't think they get there. I don't think this is. I don't think it does enough at this point in the season. So going back to the start of the season, everyone knew they needed to make a trade. Yeah. 
and Rob and Jeannie coming out and saying, oh, we're going to wait until a few weeks into the season. And then it became, oh, we're going to wait until after Thanksgiving. And then, oh, after Christmas. And then we had to wait until the trade deadline for this to finally happen. The rest of us, from the most casual NBA fan to sports analysts, the podcast circuit, the radio circuit, like everyone was saying, this team doesn't work. And they waited too long. So. Barring Adam Silver rigging the NBA, I just I think it's too late. I yeah, think that they made all Aaron the trades. They made every trade they needed Aaron to make. It. But Aaron it's too late. It's not too late. He already did it. Oh, the yeah. Lakers will be in the playoffs. Now, will they be in the play-in tournament or not? I don't know, but the Lakers will be in the playoffs. <laughs> so, it is time oh, God. for the final trade of the night. Oh, no. Indiana Pacers get George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Jordan Noir, and three second-round picks and cash considerations. Uh, Plan the parade. Plan the parade. Funny man, you're hilarious. Like, what did you think of that joke, man? Did you get a Dollar General? Uh, so the George Hill backpack attack is back. Dollar Uh, Tree. Pacers fans are going to be. And I've heard a rumor that he's going back to blonde George Hill. And so let's just let's let's bring a time machine out, right? Time machine because we need to get you to fifty cent store somehow. Oh, so. so bear with me here. So we bring back Paul George, we bring back Lance Stevenson, we bring back Roy Hibbert, George Hill, in the George Hill. Listen, listen, listen. George Hill, Lance Stevenson, Paul George, Serge Ibaka, Roy Hibbert. That is the best defensive team of 2013. Tell me I'm wrong. You're still losing in the second round to LeBron. Oh, I, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not with that team. Oh my God. That, that defense is too good, especially now. LeBron's old. Um, so Milwaukee. LeBron. Milwaukee gets Jay Crowder. <laughs> Hold on. I need to take a deep breath. Uh-huh. Brooklyn Nets get Mikhail Bridges, yep. Cam Johnson, yep. Juan Pablo Vallet, four first-round picks, one yep. first-round pick swap, two second-round picks. So the four first-round picks are in 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029, which is apparently selling the farm to Ren, so they just sold the farm, and a pick swap in 2028. So tell and me then, why that 2029 first is the most valuable thing in that deal. It's not. But oh, we'll really? Get to that. We will get back to this when we get through the teams. Let me finish. Phoenix Suns get... <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Suns get Kevin Durant, TJ Warren. So, this is a solid trade all around. I don't... So Brooklyn has turned their franchise around pretty quickly here with assets. What, into a Um, dumpster? What? So Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's a solid NBA player. Mikael Bridges is a good NBA player. They have a war chest that (laughs) rivals Danny Ainge's. They still have... 
This guy. How many picks did they get for Kyrie? One. So just, one. So one from Kyrie. They got one. Run. They, they got, got one. one. Well, they got one from Kyrie. They got four potentially. Or they got four from this trade. And a pick swap. Uh, and a pick swap. They got. Um, where was the other one? How much did they get from the Harden trade? How much did they get from the Harden trade? Yeah, because they got Ben Simmons and... Isn't it three? Isn't it three three. or four? It's three. So, and then they still have Ben Simmons. Like, yes, Ben Simmons' value could not possibly be any lower. There is potential it goes up. We'll be gone in the offseason. I don't think so. Because there's no reason for him to be gone. Like, you don't sell low. We know how talented Ben can be as a stat getter. If he gets back to that, you have another asset to trade. Run, throw the assets down the drain with Ben Simmons. So, um, so th- they have a decent chest here to rebuild their team pretty quickly. I, d- I don't have any concerns there. I think that is a solid trade. Keep Thank in mind, I have been saying. I have been saying since week one of this podcast that the there's something wrong with the Brooklyn Nets and they needed to blow it up and they finally did. So I'm just gonna I'm going to take a second. This is my victory lap. I was right. I knew this was gonna happen because at the end of the day, this is Kyrie Irving. This is the teams Kyrie Irving goes to. Kyrie Irving is the Russell Westbrook of team chemistry. Put that on, put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, look, that's so that's why James Harden wanted out of Brooklyn. That's why this super team experiment failed. Kevin Durant is a yes man. Let's be real. He wants to be the villain so bad that he tries to form super teams because he was sick of being the nice guy. Remember that era of Kevin Durant. But James Harden requested out because of Kyrie. So that's just, that's how that is. That's just how that is. That's That's just the way it is. That that is how it be. That is how it be. Some things will never Um, change. It's the way it is. But for the Phoenix Suns. Look, when when Devin Booker becomes your second best player, you're in a good spot. Chris Paul is not the bucket getter he was early in his career. He's not the defender he was early in his career. He still has the vision, and now he has two of the best scorers in the NBA around him. Look, you could make an argument that the Phoenix Suns have the best team in the West. Mm. You you mm. can make that argument. Now, granted, you have a conference that has the Denver Nuggets. You've got the Golden State Warriors. You've got LeBron. You've got the Clippers. Like, There's a lot of really talented teams in the West, but Yep. An argument can be made that the Phoenix Suns are a better team. 
they lose a lot. Cam Johnson was a great player yep. for them. Mikael Bridges was a key player for them. Yeah. But Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant at the end of the day. I think the Grizzlies have the best team. Oh, yeah. uh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna spend the time telling you why you're wrong, but you're wrong. So, what is failing to the Phoenix Suns now? So at this point, I think that they are on. So you know, you played Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask no, game. I haven't okay, played so Legend of Zelda ever. That's weird. Same. So, and Majora's Mask. Um, you, you get teleported to this alternate dimension and there's a moon falling out of the sky and throughout the three days you're given... He likes that one because he probably teleported to a year that the Pacers beat LeBron. It just took him a while. Go on! <laughs> so on the third day, you're on the dawn of the final day and there's a countdown in the corner and the earth is shaking and like you are on the last stretch and you have to make something happen. Otherwise the moon is going to crash into the planet and kill everybody. Well, it really sounds That's like you just Suns. described a Pacers uh, championship, but what's the Phoenix Suns? That is. That is, I don't understand how having Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin is correlated at all to dawn of the final day because both of them are young. The point I'm making is Kevin Durant is not getting any younger. Chris Paul is definitely not getting any younger. And there's a time limit to this. And I'm yeah. I'm concerned that if they don't make it work. Now, granted, we have the rumors that Kyrie Irving is going to Phoenix. Oh! He, because he's a free agent. Where are the Phoenix Suns getting the money? Chris Paul is coming Never, off never the land. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, let, let's stop. Time out. Let's just, let's rewind here. So let's go back to 2016 or 2015. Here we go again. With if this. I told you the Golden State Warriors were going to get Kevin Durant, you would say, where are they getting the money? These teams are going to get the money. Like, that's not a question. If they no, I wouldn't. They had Steph Curry on a on a ridiculously cheap deal for his talent. They still had it paid, paid Draymond or Clay. Like, no, I not I wouldn't question that. They are now they now have Kevin Durant on a max deal. They have well, they're Chris Paul's coming off the books. They got rid of Mikhail Burgess. They have DeAndre Ayan on a high deal. I don't know. That's just me. Well, let me Pull up their cap table. To do, to do, to do. It's taking forever. Take the man. Spot track is horrible. Um. So in 2023-2024, the next right. season, yep. they have. Right, and realizing I'm right. Well, no, I'm trying to figure out why it doesn't show me the, the money they don't have. Not no, there. Oh, it's showing Chris Paul. So it's showing Chris Paul is non-guaranteed. So here's the thing: they only have one, two, three, four, 
four guaranteed contracts next season. And I'm sure all of them are in like 20 million plus range too. Uh, three of them are. Yeah. Which is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. So, where's the money coming from, Ren? Right, right there. It, it's literally right there. Right there? Like the, like the money is already there. It's just they'll be in the Lakers boat of no depth. All right. Good luck with that one. But yes, they're on a final countdown timeline because this team is not getting younger. The West is getting better. If they're not going to do it this year, I don't think this team is going to do it. And that leads the question, where do you go from here, right? The basement. You are just a pessimist about, like, every team except the Cavs, and it is hilarious. You are, like, the (laughs) definition of a homer. Because, like, you will make snarky comments about every team. Like, I want... I, I eventually want to make, like, a highlight reel of all the times Angelo trash talks every team. And there's going to be a trend where he never says a single bad thing about the Cavaliers ever. Like he is the Homer of all homers. He is Stephen A. Smith when it comes to LeBron James. Like just, there's nothing wrong ever. Like there could be a, there could be a video of LeBron James in a Cavs Jersey kicking a puppy. And this man would, to your face, tell you the puppy deserves it. Puppy's fault. It's a puppy's fault. It's not LeBron's <laughs> fault. LeBron doesn't <laughs> yeah, do anything. He had it coming to him. Yeah, coming. Puppy had it coming. Um, so, that's a long way of saying, like, I like this for the Suns. I really do like it for the Brooklyn Nets because, again, as someone who saw the writing on the walls during the offseason, they turned this around into a decent pool of assets. I still Not have rivaling on... Danny Ainge. But... It, it's, it's the closest thing to Danny Ainge without being Danny Ainge. Um, Wrong. Thunder. I like Mikael Bridges and I like Cam Johnson. So... I don't have an issue with this from the perspective of the Brooklyn Nets. Milwaukee Bucks, the rich get richer. Jay Crowder is, if you have him as your fourth option, sure. Fine. He gives him, he's a good rebounder. Type good player. Sport. Yeah. He's. From the Pacers, like the Pacers were just the fourth team to make the cap work out because otherwise. All this cap is going to waste. Jordan Awara, it's a flyer. Probably not going to be anything. But, you know, the Pacers in recent years have taken scraps from other teams. And Rick Carlisle is pretty decent at finding what makes them tick and putting them in roles where they can succeed. Aaron Neesmith, Andrew Namhard, obviously. George yeah. Hill, Serge Ibaka are just add-ons. Sure, whatever. 
they don't really fit on this team. I'm sure Carlisle's going to play them because he likes playing veterans, but for the Pacers, it's a T. I, it, I, it's not a bad trade. It's not a good trade. It's just a trade. Um, I think the Nets and the Suns, I'm, I'm comfortable giving them both an A-. minus. Bucks, honestly, the Bucks get an A+, because they really didn't give up much. And they got their guy. Yeah, generally. So do, do you have any, any closing thoughts on the Kevin Durant saga trade? I am still, and this is crazy because this has been days since this trade has been released, I am still conflicted on how I feel about this deal and whether I think it's really going to move the needle for the Suns at all. I don't know. We're in complete disagreement there. I think this moves the needle in a very positive way. Uh, I don't know about that. I just don't see how, because is Kevin Durant one of the best players in the NBA today? Yes. Absolutely he is. You're adding him to a team that is already super talented. It is. There's going to be a step back defensively, yes. Yep. But the scoring less bodies to throw at people. This will probably be the number one offense in the NBA by the end of the season. So, is DeAndre Ayton engaged? Um, probably. He'll probably be more engaged, and he'll probably also be more open, honestly. Um, Maybe. And again, he's going from being the second option, third option, depending on Chris Paul's night, to the fourth or fifth option. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be I'm, happy about that? He's going to be winning. <laughs> And he's yeah. still going to be getting a lot of looks because Kevin Durant's going to draw a lot of double teams. Devin Booker is going to draw a lot of double teams. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I'm going to, like, in full disclosure, I think the Western Conference is competing for who gets to lose to the team from the Eastern Conference. <laughs> So I don't think it really matters. I think they are trying to get to the finals, and I think that is the ceiling for most of the teams in the West right now. Could they do an upset? Yes, but the Cavs, the uh, Celtics, the Sixers to a lesser extent, like they're better than the teams in the West. So here's why I'm so conflicted. So. Okay. I'm going to take this to an experience I had during bowling when I was, you know, <laughs> did that competitively, believe that or not. So I had a high school friend, okay? Mm-hmm. And we were on the high school team. And mm-hmm. I had to miss a week or two for, I forgot what it was. It was, it was for something to do with school. And in that week or two, he went on an absolute tear, and we ended up winning both games, okay? Mm -hmm. So fast forward to post-high school. 
and we are now on a adult league team together. We have an absolutely terrible, and I mean terrible, first half. In the second half, we go on the most ridiculous tear. We are the hottest team going into the playoffs. We are the number one seed. And we get to the first round, okay? Mm-hmm. Dominate them. Absolutely demolish them. We get to the second round. Absolutely demolish them. We get to the finals. And I tell Tim and the other person who happened to be a stepdad that I'm bowling with, okay, I am the best bowler on this in this matchup. If you two hit your average, we are winning this finals. And do you know what happened? Hmm. They didn't hit their their averages. Do you know what would have happened if they did hit it, their averages? You would have won. We would have won that finals. So you have to understand. I don't know. I don't think the personalities mesh up. I don't. In this example, I, he didn't have the mindset to dominate an entire second half and cap it off. I don't think Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayne have the same mindset and the same goals to do it the whole way. I don't, that's just, that's my, that's my concern. It, it could it be a silly and wrong concern. Absolutely. But that's just my concern. I don't think the goal is the same and I don't think the personalities are going to mesh well enough. That's fair. Also, I think it's becoming a running tangent on this pod where Angelo corroborates basketball and bowling. Absolutely. It, it, it has become Absolutely. a trend. Absolutely. Hey guys, if you are liking what we're doing here, or if you're even enjoying it enough to stick around this long through an episode, follow us on social medias. It's No Reserve Radio on any social platform. YouTube, we're also on there. You'll get a lot more highlights there. If this format where we sit and talk for an hour and a half, two hours isn't for you, check us out on YouTube because we're doing a lot more clips and short form videos. So you can just listen to little bits and pieces sound bites the highlight reel if you will um so maybe that's more for you leave a like comment subscribe all those things let us know what you'd like to see from us what you'd like to see us improve on what you think we should take a step back on whatever um submit questions of the week anything you really want we like the connection i guess the what am I trying? What word am I trying to say? What is the engagement? That's the one. I thought you were going to uh, try and say Rampolinka, honestly. That's the word you should have said. Rampolinka. We're enjoying what we're doing. It's fun. It's a good time killer. Hopefully you're enjoying it too. And hopefully things... I I think it, it's hard to be objective from the point of view of one of the parties involved. We've definitely come a long way yeah. since that first episode. <laughs> and I, I think it's only going up. I think every week we're getting a little better. And I think that our sound quality is starting to improve. I think there's a lot of room there and we're continuing to get better there. And there's, I think next week we'll have a big change. Um, that's really all I got for tonight. Do you guys have any closing comments or discussions you want to have? 
Not on my end. I'm good. I got my uh, you know tirades in and I made up a new word, Ren Palinka. So That's I think uh, word. So I think uh, I think I've accomplished all I wanted to accomplish tonight. You know, I am the champion of tonight, and you know, I'd like to take my victory lap humbly and bid you all an adieu. That's. I don't think that's a victory lap. I think you're full-blown conspiracy theorist, and so I'm I'm going to start calling you Angeli Irving <laughs> because you have gone full conspiracy theorist. You are now insinuating that the reason the Lakers made the common sense intelligent trade is because the NBA intervened, even though everyone, myself included, acknowledged that the team was not working. Oh, no, I don't think the Lakers are the ones who are in question about making those deals. I think it's the everyone else. I don't know, because, like, at surface value, yes, because taking back Russell Westbrook is an absolute waste of time. But at the same time, getting all those picks back. Some breadcrumbs and they turned it into assets they could use. Like, go, tell me I'm wrong. It, it frees up cap space for the Utah Jazz. So. Oh, my God. And the Minnesota Timberwolves? I already told you why oh. I think that's a good trade for the Timberwolves. Play and run. All right. The important piece for the Timberwolves was Mike Conley. We are we are re-approaching this next week when I have a week worth of stats to throw in your face. Enjoy the play in tournament. <laughs> That's the goal for the LeBron James Lakers. Play um. So we're gonna re- we're gonna re-approach this specific trade in a week. Just so you know, I'm just telling you. Friends a Lakers fan. He enjoys teams making it to the playoffs. Maybe it's because the Pacers, and you know, he's used to mediocrity. But whatever it is, he's he's Ren Palinka. He's playing Ren. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Pre LeBron, when was the last time an Ohio sports team did anything? (laughs) Because it wasn't the Blue Jackets. Wasn't the Browns, wasn't the Bengals. Well, the Bengals won post-LeBron. Well, one made to the Super Bowl post-LeBron. <laughs> Angelo over here talking about how <laughs> getting there doesn't matter, and then he's celebrating getting there. <laughs> it absolutely matters. What do you mean? Oh, my God. It matters now. Austin? No, it doesn't ma- matter. Austin, it absolutely matters. Back me up on this. Back me up on this. Has this man not said, if you don't win, it doesn't matter? No, if you don't make it to the dance, it doesn't matter. Losing in the second round gets you nowhere. How many of my snarky comments have been about teams that did not get to the... Oh, my God. So, does it matter that John Stockton got to the finals? Twice? Sure. Oh, then now it matters. What do you mean now? Here, Angela, Angela. Be quiet for one second. Austin, Austin, has he not said that it does not matter if you don't win? 
depending on the context, but there are lots of contradictions. You are so middle of the back. Where's Adam? <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give, yeah, where's Adam? I'll give you there are some contradictions, but yes, when we talked about John Stockton, I was talking about his overall view all time, and yes, not having titles is the main reason he isn't viewed higher. Oh my but God. getting there does matter, especially when you win them. If you all hear some shuffling in the background, that's the sound of goalposts being moved. Oh, my God. Because now he has to resort to that because it's been so long since LeBron has (laughs) won for Cleveland (laughs) that he's got to go. It's it's like when it became clear LeBron wasn't going to be able to catch up to Michael's uh, rings. Now it's just about scoring and, like, longevity. That's all they care about now. All right. All right. I think we figured out what next week's episode is going to be about. So see you guys next week. All right. All right. Run Polinka. Peace out. See ya.